Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio. Central Texas. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. This is God's Journey Child, Fed Old Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. The following program will change the way you think and lead you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listeners, discretion is advised. With Sandra Grace, right now on TPB Radio.
Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Sandra Grace Martinez out here in San Antonio, Texas. I'm here at 7 p.m. this Saturday, and I'm just enjoying every minute that I have in this room, on this desk, on this radio show. Um, The Psalmist Voice Radio Network is amazing. They're uh, Christian-centered, and they have some of the most amazing guests that I have ever come across. And I know that the friends that I have met on this podcast, uh, I will have for a lifetime. And for that, um, I just think this podcast, uh, because of it, it has changed my entire life and the trajectory of where I will be going. But that's how God works. God works this way. He He tends to, um, you know, get you in a place where you're, when you're the most confused, uh, you ask the right questions, like, like what now? Um, you know, God has a way of, of propelling you into the right direction. Um, and so I'm here, and, and, and this is a great day. It's going to be a great show. So last time that we met, we talked about pain and suffering, and, and that's just perfect because there is a lot of pain and suffering nowadays, more so, not only in, in my community and not only in my state, my country, uh, my part of the world, but the entire planet. Uh, we are all having a shared experience of, of being ill, of feeling pain, uh, misery, suffering um, as a result of a pandemic, a pandemic that has also made waves um, in our economic uh, system and our economy worldwide. It's just not the United States. And so, you know, there's an in-between has been some interesting events that no one would have foreseen, and it, they unfolded before our eyes, uh, tragedies, it, murders being committed by law enforcement uh, gone rogue um, and and some scenes of of our constitutional rights being being burned or partially burned and um, so we've seen what i what is now i i find it uh, it's called the american experience experiment and when they say it that way makes me uncomfortable Um, because was this all an experiment of democracy I don't know I don't know right now and and I'm probably going to talk more about this as this podcast continues um, as I will continue providing this podcast every Saturday at 7 so last time as I said uh, we left off with pain and suffering. So I want to start with prayer before we get into the good stuff that Jesus has to share with us. Uh, and and I just want to say thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for the sunshine. Thank you, Lord, for the ability to breathe. Thank you, Lord, for those people that have risen up that have gone to the front lines to help us breathe. Let us breathe you in tonight, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray this. Amen. Okay. All right, guys. 
So I'm Sandra Grace, and well, I I do have a show called The Amplified Life, and I do provide some other information there. It's more politically inclined, and so on and so forth. But I will say this: um, I do offer some tips and tricks on how to keep your mind sane and your emotions balanced in my show. And it is uh, something I would ask you to look up on Facebook. Uh, right now, I'm actually Facebook Live. If anybody has any questions, you can certainly send them to me. Um, you can also call in to the show and ask me any question that you have regarding the subject that we're about to talk about at 515-605-9873. That's 515-605-9873. Okay, so Sandra Martinez, you know, who am I? Uh, well, my name is Sandra Martinez, my mom's name is Altagracia, and so she has this interesting name. So at some point, I decided I wanted an interesting name like her, so I changed my name to Sandra Grace. So legally, my name is Sandra Grace, one word. And I'm a mental health professional. I have a master's in marriage and family therapy, and I also have a professional counselor uh, licensure through the state of Texas. I am... expert in fields of trauma with children, with adults, and military, as well as crisis management um, expertise. So I have not stumbled on these things um, because there's nothing else to do in life. I've I stumbled them because I, I care. I know I have a caring heart. God has put me in, in some interesting um, places in my life, and I've learned to He's humbled me, let's put it that way, in many ways. So that brings me to today's topic. And, you know, Lodabar Nation, which is the name of this podcast, you know, I have been wanting to have a podcast with that name for quite some time. And uh, the devil's really interesting. Um, He, when I first started um, with Lodabar Nation, uh, or I didn't know what to name it, let's put it that way, um, I ended up finding out about Lodabar through a sermon at my church. So Lodabar uh, is a place in, in history, and, and, and the Bible says that Lodabar is this little town. There's nothing that grows in it. There's nothing that, that grows in it because it just it's desolate. Um, it's a little town. It's probably like a town that you would go, like when I would travel to New Mexico, there's these little towns that I go through, and like if I blink, I miss that to me was like Lodabar, the way that Pastor was describing it. But Lodabar just means, uh, you know, no pasture, nothing grows, you know. And so I thought that's an interesting name, you know. And so I decided that one day I was going to do something with that name. And lo and behold, um, when people started doing a lot of podcasting, I said, this is something that I wish uh, to do in a podcast, and it's going to be called Lodabar Nation, because I believe, frankly, uh, you know, through all the smiles that everybody gives me, you know, while I'm in uh, at, w- at work or the store, or I know that there's pain. There's got to be something. There's a story behind everybody. Everybody has an experience to share. It's just that now we have a shared experience, and so we need to share those experiences, and that's why Lodabar Nation is the. This is the time to talk and and to expound on what it is because in Lodabar people can actually in the Bible people stopped and got provisions 
in Lodabar. So they would spend the night there. They got some hospitality for some people, and they ended up going somewhere else. So, and and so it, today it reminded me of of my childhood experience because at home at my family, um, my father, my mother, they're both uh, from Mexico. My father is um, my father is from. San Luis Potosí was raised in Monterrey. My mother is from Nueva Rosita, Coahuila, and I spoke my first. I spoke Spanish the first time um, <laughs> I started speaking was in Spanish because my parents speak Spanish, so I didn't learn how to speak English until later on, until I was uh, in kindergarten, and uh, it was different because. I had a teacher who spoke with a Texas twang, and so I learned to talk like this, and so it was kind of funny because here I am, this Hispanic-looking kid with pigtails, uh, long black pigtails, talking like I'm from Georgia or something. So anyway, it was kind of cute. Um, so what was interesting about being, uh, you know, bilingual uh, was I learned quickly how important it was going to be, not just for my education, but it was going to be equally as important for my parents. My parents needed my help. At the time, they were applying for amnesty, and uh, Ronald Reagan at the time, or that particular administration, had provided them with the, the ability to, um, to choose to do that. And so as I was born here in the United States, um, through chain migration, we were able uh, to get my parents uh, into the system. And so as a result, uh, here, you know, we are decades later. My mom is still with us. Um, we had a little bit of a scare. I had to take her to the emergency room earlier this week. Uh, she was not feeling well, and I know that she isn't feeling well when she tells me she isn't feeling well because it takes a lot for her to say that she's not feeling good. Thank God um, it was nothing related to COVID. So um, as far as my father, my father passed away a year ago in March, and and that in of itself was um, very jarring to our entire family because it was um, it was it started off as a simple uh, pneumonia, and and it went from that to ICU to to, to flatlining, and uh, so it was. It was very traumatic, and I had I experienced pain and suffering like no other time in my life. Like there is no other. I I just can't think of another time that I felt that, that sorrow. So when I think about about what's happening now, and I, I look at the numbers of COVID deaths, whether it's here close to me uh, in San Antonio or in Texas or in the United States, my my heart sinks because when my father passed, even when he was in the hospital and and he was semi doing fine i i still was aching my heart would ache um i feel immensely sorrowful for those that can't even be in 
the emergency room, waiting room, or the hospital room with their loved ones due to COVID-19, my father was surrounded by us. And, and that gave him a lot of, you know, pep, and we would laugh, watch a show on TV, and, you know, we'd listen to music, and we'd talk about the good old days, and and I just, I just can't imagine not being able to do that at all. I would go crazy if I was told you can't see your dad. So I... I'm so sorry. This is happening. I, I and I don't know why. Why it's happening? But it is. And and on that note, we've got another issue in my family, and and that is um, my brother. And my brother went to the hospital yesterday. We sent him home. My mom couldn't. My mom couldn't uh, go in the lobby, uh, so he had been feeling bad. And so he did test positive for COVID. And so I'm, I'm having to deal with that today. As I talk to you about pain and suffering, um, I'm having to talk to you about that while my heart aches for my brother and the cumulative feeling of sorrow that people that are in the hospital cannot have that warmth, cannot have those conversations or laughter that I had with my father before he passed. Uh, So this is a shared experience. Last time that we spoke, we spoke a little bit about, um, you know, that there are things that that cause, um, you know, there's four kinds of suffering, four kinds. And and so today I want to focus on that because it is very germane to what we're moving forward with. So the kinds of suffering we discussed was, one, deserved suffering, two, undeserved suffering, three, avoidable suffering, and four, unavoidable. So deserved, undeserved avoidable, unavoidable. So if you ever find yourself in a place that you need to minister to someone or you want to minister to someone and they're coming to you because they're they're struggling or maybe somebody in their family is suffering uh, and you want to automatically, um, your, your brain starts to work and wants to know how they can, you can help. If you, if you have a soul, you're going to want to help. So Think of it in terms of, okay, what, is this person what they're telling me? Is it something that was deserved, undeserved, avoidable, unavoidable? So if we were to put things in perspective today and talk about my, my, um, my, my family in terms of, 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 of disease and, um, and or co- uh, how COVID has affected our family, um, I think that we would probably hit all four of these. So we'll start with um, when you see people wanting to 
tell you, when you hear people telling you that you need to start looking at things differently because, you know, they have some sort of agenda. I don't have an agenda. You don't have to listen to me. Facebook people, you can just keep scrolling. If you're listening to podcasts, good. If you're not, you're missing, you know, the podcast. It is neither here nor there. Eventually, this will pop up somewhere when you need it to the person that it's needed to be told to. So that's what I'm what I know in my heart is going to happen or is happening. I will say that my family, um, in a way, was low to bar. Um, we were very poor. Um, my father and, and my mom, um, you know, we just barely made ends meet. My father um, worked day and night. My mother still works. Um, and she's almost in her 80s. So... Lodabar became a place where it was common knowledge that our home um, that we still have, it's, I was raised there since I was three, that that house um, sheltered many people, sheltered people from immigration, sheltered people from abusive marriages, uh, sheltered people from abusive parents. Um, our home was that. Uh, we we had that that we were just known for that, you know, that we we can come to our home at one at three, four in the morning. It didn't matter. You didn't have to announce yourself. You didn't have to you didn't have to call, send a message or nothing. You just you just knocked on the door and and I'm little and I'm listening and I'm watching people come in and out and um I didn't know any different. I just thought this is the way, you know, life is. You help each other out. I never was told by my parents, you know, don't ever let anybody in. And they need to, you know, respect and have boundaries. And they need to, you know, call and have some consideration. There were no boundaries in my family. Uh, If you needed something, uh, we were there. And um, my mother would, I remember my mother would, Two in the morning, somebody would knock on the door. Um, you know, we'd all wake up because we all did. We all would wake up, and and my dad would introduce the person, and and then they they would look like the Dickens. I mean, they they were unkept. They, they smelled. They had maybe a bag with them, um, and my mom would sit them down make them some coffee, water, you know, she'd make some eggs. And and then um, my dad would point them, you know, into the room where they would be staying. And and this happened a lot. We're talking hundreds of people went through my mom and my dad's house. And still today, it still happens. Um, a lot of friends. And, and and so in our neighborhood, we're known as, you know, the house on Hope Street because that's the name of the – how ironic, right? The irony is that I was raised on Hope. That's the street. So the house on Hope um, has always embraced uh, people. As a matter of fact, um, my father and my mother have taken people in that couldn't afford nursing uh, homes, and they have died in that house. And so I was brought up that way. I was brought up, you don't shut the door on people. You don't tell them no. You don't tell them boundaries. You don't, I wasn't raised with 
with all that. Um, I was raised differently. And so for that, you know, I, I love and thank my parents. I love them regardless, but I just think that I thank them for that because they showed me that this is the way we care for people. And and that really is Christ. It's Christ-like. It's the, it's the act. Because you can have all the knowledge in the world about the Bible. If you don't act on that knowledge, it's that and nothing are two nothing. Bottom line is you act on the knowledge that you know because you are compelled to, not because you have to. You're compelled to because you have a soul, you have a spirit, and you have compassion. And I'm very disappointed in some of my fellow Americans that do not have compassion for the ailing. And, and you know, so be that that's their journey. However, I choose not to, to give that any energy. I see it. I know what it is. And I move on. Um, I move on knowing what it is that I know that I need to be doing with my life. So I stay in my lane. Uh, and my lane will continue to be the way I was raised. The way I was raised is have compassion, have mercy, you know, open your heart, open your hands, you know, feed people. So that's why I do the Amplified Life and I this show as well and why I get on other radio stations and I get interviewed here and there and why I'm on TV a lot is because I fight for basic human needs. I fight for basic human water, shelter, food, <laughs> clothes. Basic. Because that is If we don't have that, we can't move on to the next step of, you know, well, let's see if we can get you to, you know, fill out all these applications about how you can get food stamps or housing. Well, if I haven't eaten, I probably don't want to do an application. I used to work at a a place um, that God led me to, and I know he did. Uh, he led me to a woman's shelter, and I worked there for a while. And I remember the ladies coming in, and this particular shelter is absolutely amazing. It's called Kendall County Women's Shelter. It is, it is beautiful. Uh, it actually is very clean, and they actually have – they're so – you know, the vision that they had is they, – they did an amazing job. For instance, they have a, a kennel in the back, so – because what happens when you know you're a victim of domestic violence? They usually want to take it out on your dogs, or your pets, um, and or sometimes where you want to go, they don't want you with your pets. Uh, there at Kendall County Women's Shelter, you could take your pets, and then you take your pets, and then a veterinarian comes and checks your pets out, put, gets gets them up to date on their on their vaccines. I mean, it is amazing. It's God's work. I mean, I'm telling you, this is that is amazing. Talk about resources being used to the fullest that is like a it's a it gives women choices and so um as as i started working with ladies there i remember that they you know well we have to get them the caseworker so the caseworker can 
help them fill out all this information so they can get all this money if they, you know, victims of crime in Texas. And, and so in, in, if you're from the state of Texas, there's something called Crime Victims Compensation Fund, which means that if you are a victim of a crime, you automatically uh, can apply for assistance. They can relocate you. They can pay for first month's rent. They can pay for your deposit. They'll pay for your, or they'll have the um, the water and the uh, electricity utilities. They'll waive the deposits. Um, so they also will provide you with mental health care. Uh, they will provide you with medical care, depending on the extent of the assault um, by the perpetrator or perpetrators. So Texas Compensation the Compensation Fund is actually a unique thing in San Antonio, and, and not many people know about it. So when I worked at the shelter, pain and suffering, yes, I saw it firsthand uh, because there were women that were coming in, and they were stripped of their dignity, um, thrown out of their homes, um, black and blue, with their kids, no job, no money. No car, sometimes no faith. So I couldn't, in my right mind, reach over my desk and say, Here, give me your hand. Here's a pen and start doing your applications on XYZ. No. My questions were Have you eaten? Do you need something to drink? Let me go get you a bottle of water. Do you want some tea? Do you want some coffee? So I brought in my own coffee maker in my office. I always had stacks of tea, all kinds of tea in my office. I often had lollipops. Um, everywhere I go, everywhere I worked, they'll know. I mean, if you were to tap one of it, people, anybody that I worked with, it would tell you, oh, yeah, Sandra's that person. She'll have provisions in her office. And you never know when those provisions come in. And sometimes they've saved lives, and I'll, I'll say this, leave it there. We'll talk about it another time. But if we don't have basic human needs being met, we can't go and move on to, um, you know, being knowledgeable and, and, and engaging in group therapy and engaging in psychotherapy and working and, and going to work and and remaining employed, um, we have to to know where we're at um, as far as do we have enough, you know, to get us through the day, and do my kids have enough to get us through the day? So I I, I look at, at at our world today and and the challenges that we face and. And the suffering that I see in the faces of many. And that suffering that I see is also very near my home because of my family member being diagnosed with COVID-19 and has pneumonia right now. Um, So in asking those four questions that we discussed earlier, you know, about 
is it deserved? Is it undeserved? Is it avoidable? Is it unavoidable? Well, this is about to get controversial. So if you don't like controversy, you know, put uh, put some music on and go to another room because it may just get a little controversial. But that's okay because uh, I'm not here to 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 lie. I'm not here to mislead. I'm not here to avoid what um, I know that that people may have in terms of questions. I'm here to listen and to respond as best I can. So COVID-19, um, of course, it's called COVID-19 because 2019, so 19, right? And so COVID-19 has, uh, you know, we, we kind of saw it in New York, and it was out there. You know, it was like there wasn't up here. It was out happening in New York, and New York was, you know, getting filled with body bags and here and there, and um, you know, but it was over there. And so sometimes uh, psychologically, we don't really relate to a lot of what happens. I mean, we can go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe, can you believe that happened?" I was, I can't believe it happened. Those things happen, you know. Sometimes when it's happening far away, it doesn't really have that impact, which is honestly odd, right? Because we're all souls. We're all connected. We're all connected. And we clearly are, look, you know, one person got sick with COVID and now the entire world is having to deal with it. So we are all connected. So now here we are. And it's close to home. It's not at home. So now it's not over there. It's happening here. And it's like, oh, my goodness. How did this happen? How could this happen? So was it, is, it, is it something that um, could have been avoided? I, I get yeses and noes. Could have been unavoidable. I get yeses and noes. But this is what I think. This is my humble opinion. I think that God gives us a right and a left hemisphere. I think He gives us these synapses in our brain that, you know, connect and talk to each other. Um, and that's how we can lift our hand, you know, touch our nose, blink an eye. Um, so God gives us a brain. And so with that, you know, he also has, you know, other people that provide us information. And and discernment, right, is what helps us figure out what we're going to listen to and what we're not going to listen to. So in Texas in particular, um, you know, we could have avoided what we have going on now, um, and that is, you know, the COVID spikes um, that that are making headlines all over the nation, actually all over the world, Texas, Texas and Florida. Um, did Texans deserve it? No, no, we we don't deserve. No one deserves, you know, to to catch COVID. No one deserves that. No one. Um, you know, no one is deserving of of pain and suffering. 
But like we talked about last time, you know, sometimes we have to go through that so that we can get to where we need to be. And so um, it's a growth process. Things are going to hurt. And we're going to we're going to be stronger at the end of all this. It's just not anytime soon. And so as it pertains to pain and suffering in a time of COVID, the the state that we're in is mostly because we are stubborn little things sometimes. Uh, we we need to listen to science. Um, you know, God created us, uh, God created uh, the ability to take in information, and for some, he anointed to take that information in scientific terms and been a- you know, able to to unravel things, you know, from microscopic point of view, and then they have something to say, and and if they say to wear a mask, wear a mask. I've been wearing a mask since March, and I have not worked since March for a reason, because I don't want to bring it home to my son. I have a little one, and I don't want to bring it home to him, and I don't want to, I don't want to hurt him by getting sick, because I'm a single mom, and his dad um, doesn't care about it. So if he's not, if I, if something happens to me, I don't know what's going to happen to my son. I guess he would go to my mother's, but I don't want to think about those things. But I had to do a will. That's that's where I'm at. That's where we're all at. We're all thinking about where the quarantine room's going to be. Who's going to be the one taking care of who? What if we're not able to go to work? Like my brother was told, you can't go to, you know, you can't go to work for the next 14 days and then you have to come back for another test. So, so I'm going to talk about the word deserved because that's, again, four kinds of suffering, deserved, undeserved, avoidable, unavoidable. So deserved. My brother had been sick for quite some time. He had been telling his boss that he did not feel well. He had called in sick, and his boss got upset with him. Now, my brother is and doesn't have the best record. So if he gets a job, he, he works. He works because he's a good man, and he has a good heart, and he wants to provide for his family. So when his boss says, hey, you can't do this job. I'm going to let you go. My brother's going to be, I'll, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. Between that and Facebook feed saying, oh, my gosh, my friend just said that she tested positive for COVID-19. She works at Ross or she works, you know, they work at, you know, Hobby Lobby. And they told their boss and their boss said, you know, don't worry, just go home and everything's fine. But no one was told, oh, by the way, you know, I'm I'm making up a name. Samantha Lee has, you know, tested positive. Y'all need to go get tested. Everything was like, hush, you know, like nothing happened here. So as far as my brother is concerned, um, you know, he worked till he just almost passed out yesterday. He was profusely sweating, 
um, had had a hard time breathing the night before, from my understanding. And finally, he called my mom and said, you need to come get me. And she did. So um, I'm angry. And it's not a, an anger that, you know, is I, – I, I'm angry because people get angry because of two things, right? When they, because they don't – one, because they don't get what they want or because they're being told to do something that they don't want to do. And the one thing that I didn't get is I didn't get – and it's odd, right, to say I didn't get my brother to be respected by somebody. I mean, if he was sick, come on, you know, let him get better. But that wasn't in this case. So now here we are where we're at, and, you know, he's struggling a bit, and so am I, because I'm a sister, and I lost my father a year ago. So... Deserved pain and suffering, I I think in this context of where my brother was, the man who made my brother work, you know, now he's panicking, thinking maybe he has, because he was around my brother a lot. So he's panicking. Is that deserved? I don't know. Maybe it's more avoidable. He could have avoided it and been compassionate and said, hey, go home, go check yourself out, maybe something's wrong. Bottom line is that no one deserves to have COVID-19. But if it happens, we have to look at the chain of events that led to that. I go all the way back to the month of January when I knew that we needed to act as a nation so that we can move forward with some sort of quarantine because a pandemic was about to come our way. And I'm not a scientist, but I knew better because I had gone through H1N1, um, Ebola outbreak. um, So I had gone through those scares. And so when nothing was getting done, I realized we were going to be in a lot of trouble. Well, here we are, fast forward. We're in the middle of July. And and so now I can't tell people not to work because, you know, we need to work. Yesterday I was so upset. Then I thought, are we just these guinea pigs in, in an experiment of genocide because – The ones that work, you know, are minorities, you know, Hispanics, African-Americans. You know, we're the ones that are getting hit hard. We're the ones that are dying by the numbers very disproportionately. And, And my heart aches for those that are being told that they have to work, that they better work, that they better show up for work. I think it is evil. And my definition of evil is knowing better but doing worse. And when you tell someone that they have to go to work or they're going to lose their job or they, they tell you don't tell anybody that you have COVID, don't tell anybody, just go home. At, at that point, it's just madness and evil. And and yes, then, then we've got 
could these things been could COVID been avoided in certain circumstances and situations? Absolutely. Could COVID is you know COVID is it undeserved? Yes, it's undeserved. It's never deserved, but if 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 it is deserved, it's because perhaps you know you could have allowed your God-given synapses in your brain to allow you to permeate through the stubbornness that a mask would actually help you save save yourself, other people, if you were infected, to help other people. You wear a mask out of respect. That's what I say. Real men wear masks. We're women, wear masks. If you're human, wear a mask. So the kinds of suffering, again, deserved, undeserved, avoidable, unavoidable. Those are the questions I want you to ask yourself when you're, you're facing these questions. Um, when you watch TV, watch, read, read the paper, and go through your news feed, I want you to ask yourself those questions. Do me a favor and ask yourself those questions. It's very important because you will find your, where your soul is, where, what, where you're at and the things that you may need to work out in, in yourself spiritually. When you, you ask the question, well, was that deserved, undeserved, avoidable, or unavoidable? Case in point, and then I will, you know, I will um, give you. Well, I'll give you the number to call if you have any questions. Five one five six zero five ninety eight seventy three. That's five one five six zero five ninety eight seventy three. So, case in point, today I found um, on the feed, um, Facebook feed, a man that back in uh, May. Um, April and back in April was saying no to a mask. He big burly guy, thirty in his thirties, and he had like you know obscene things to say and about the masks and whatnot. So um, then he posted pictures and about him being out in the pool and out in the lake, and this is all a hoax and whatnot. And then um, today, all those pictures that he posted, all like the screenshot, the the oh, I'm not wearing a mask. This is a hoax. There were several like it's, it was a collage, and in the middle of the collage was his obituary. He died yesterday. And one of the last things he posted was, "Man, Corona sucks." Excuse my language. Please. God needs you. God made you. God will always be there for you. Know that you're always enough. And always know that you're loved. It is inevitable that we go through pain and suffering. What we learn from it, well, that's for all of us to witness. And so next time we come back, we will have some guests that will share some of their, some of their 
significant life events that occurred that changed their world forever. And so I'm grateful to announce that I will be having guests moving forward. I hope that you guys stay safe. I want you to know that you're always loved. If you ever have a question, reach out to me. And I'll end in prayer. If there are no if there are no um messages. Father God, thank you for this time that you gave us a time to reflect, a time to understand you love us more in one second that one person can love us in a lifetime. And we inhale and exhale that truth. Thank you, God, for all you've given us. Lay your hands on those that are suffering, that are in agony, not just due to COVID, but whatever other evil tentacles are out there. And I pray all this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening, guys, and I will see you again next week at 7 p.m. every Saturday. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Goodbye from Lodabar Nation. Woke up today, another headline, another innocent life is taken in the name of hatred. So hard to take And if we think that it's all good Then we're mistaken Cause my heart is breaking Are you left? Are you right? Pointing fingers, taking sides When are we gonna realize We all bleed the same We're more beautiful When we come together We all bleed Tell me why, tell me why we're divided if we're gonna fight.
that our families will come together right now and seek your face. You will forgive our sins and you'll heal our incredible land. In the name of the only Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. TPV Radio, Central Texas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.